Hey everyone, I am Static, and you're listening to today's Boondoggle. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to this intro before the intro of our today's Boondoggle radio show. Uh, as you know, we're a veteran-owned and operated podcast, and this has been an incredibly therapeutic journey for me as a veteran that struggles with PTSD and anxiety, just getting out and talking to people. But uh, it does cost us some money, so if you feel so obliged to donate to our GoFundMe, we have a GoFundMe under Today's Boondoggle. We also have a Venmo at Today's Boondoggle that you can donate to, uh, our anchor sponsorship at anchor.fm forward slash today's boondoggle uh, any questions comments suggestions complaints you can email us at today's boondoggle at gmail.com and please follow us on our social media sites at, uh, at today's boondoggle on instagram facebook twitter all your uh, social media platforms as well as our youtube channel our rumble channel and our BitChute channel please follow subscribe comment and download and please consider checking out our sponsors. If you uh, support our sponsor, Dream Nutrition, you can receive 10% off your order by using the promo code BOONDOG10 at checkout. So Dream Nutrition, they're a veteran-owned and operated company as well, so please support them and receive 10% off using the promo code BOONDOG10. Thanks for your time, and thanks for listening. going on everybody it's bill bailey with today's boondoggle and uh real quick housekeeping note if you're watching us on youtube uh or rumble please hit the subscribe button help us build those numbers up and uh if you're listening to us on any of the podcast platforms you choose please hit the follow and and subscribe on there so you can continue to get more interviews like the one i'm about to bring you here right now with Steph from the band City of the Week. How you doing? What's up? Doing great. It's travel day today. We're just driving across the country. It's another day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where are you guys at about right now? Right now we're in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Okay. All right. So good. I'm glad you're able to get an internet uh, connection and fit this in. I don't want to yeah. keep you guys from, uh, you know, your travel, but... Uh, 
I definitely, uh, so, you know, I'm glad you reached out and we were able to set this up. I got to kind of jump down the rabbit hole a little bit and become familiar with you guys. Um, but usually when I have somebody on for the first time, I like to get a quick background. So originally, what did you want to be when you grew up? When I was really little, like five, six, I wanted to be an author. And so I just sat in kindergarten. I don't know how they let me get away with not doing work and just like not doing the real work. And I was able to just write my own books, like with a little cover and like write and illustrate them and hand those in as the assignments. So I like that's all I wanted to be was like an author. And then before I knew it, those words just turned to poetry, which turned the lyrics. And then here we are. <laughs> Wow, that's awesome. So that's like back when the, they encouraged kids to be creative and didn't do your thinking for you, huh? <laughs> I Yeah, I guess. I just had a really cool kindergarten teacher. Awesome. And then, um, so time went on and obviously then music became a thing. But uh, like, do you recall like what some of your, uh, you know, some of the first music that you like discovered and were like, hey, this could be something I want to be a part of? Yeah, I remember specifically, so I'm from a small town in Montana called Glendive, which is like middle of nowhere. And so we had like one or two radio stations and it was a country station that we had, 96.5 FM. <laughs> and I remember when Shania Twain's Up album uh, came out and so they were spinning that shit like nope, nothing else. So um, yeah, I remember hearing that and that was kind of like the first like, oh, this is really cool. Like I kind of want to do this. Nice. So you became like Roxa, uh, Shania Twain. Yeah. And then it kind of just evolved from there. And then like I hit middle school and it was like, you know, I can start getting burned CDs like American Idiot when that came out, like when A2, Avenged Sevenfold, the White Album, like just stuff like that, just whatever I could get my hands on because I didn't really have internet back then. I'm from Montana. Like we get everything 10 years after the rest of the world. <laughs> So I didn't really grow up. We had like the dial-up stuff until I was probably like 16 or something. Wow. So you still have an AOL handle or something, huh? <laughs> Honestly, I probably do. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, what was it? I mean, you, you said, you know, you, you enjoyed writing in kindergarten and everything, but was it always like, uh, like did, was vocals always going to be your thing or anything else of, with music kind of like attract you that you wanted to start doing? I mean, I play a lot of instruments. I did classical piano for years. I still teach piano. I play guitar in a punk band for a few years. I play trombone in a ska band, fun fact. Not a lot of people know that. And I played trombone in a jazz band. And we did like traveling and tour like jazz festivals and stuff. But for me, it's not just about the music. It's about like my voice and like having a message and like doing something and like making a change. And so that's where like the vocals always kind of became always back to like that was my main thing is because it's always I have something to say you know not just singing yeah yeah and and um I definitely heard something to say and we'll get into that as we get um into some of your current uh uh songs but uh so you said you played in like a ska band you played in a punk band was this all during mm -hmm. like high school the punk band was in high school. Yep, I played guitar for them, and I wasn't super good at guitar, <laughs> but I just kind of picked up whatever and rolled with it. And then um, ska, I was 18. I was when I joined a ska band. Jazz bands were for about 13 years. 
so long time. <laughs> what was the name of your punk band? It was, we changed a couple times. It was an all girl band. Um, I don't remember what the first name was, but then it became Phoenix and then like Phoenix Fire. And then it, after I left that it became a couple other things. So, but yeah. I always like to get the, the, the high school band names from musicians <laughs> when I have them on because some of them are like, oh, don't ask us that. We don't want to, because they were the coolest things in high school, but now you go back and like, ah. I don't know, but totally. uh, I I still have one of our T-shirts. We like opened for this like Kiss cover band, and like that was like the biggest thing ever. So I still have that T-shirt with our name on it with the Kiss cover band. That's awesome. Like 2007. <laughs> that's great. And then, uh, so I mean, what was like the whole? I mean, you said you know uh, Montana's kind of like always been behind a little bit with uh, you know uh, internet, and I'm sure you know, you were burning CDs or whatever. What was the hometown music scene like? They're kind of non-existent. I mean, it's a town of 3,000 people. So I remember there was like one cover band of like dads <laughs> and then our like all girl, like punk fans. So we were like so cool and became like instant and got asked to play at like any and every event because we were just kind of like the only band there. <laughs> So yeah, that was the music scene. And then we had high school band concerts, high school choir concerts, middle school band concerts. So that, yeah, that was the big deal. So not, a, I mean, it's not, it wasn't that big of a city where a lot of like big touring musicians would come through then either. You had Nobody. to travel to go see shows. Mm -hmm. The closest actual like city, which is a hundred thousand people is Billings. And that's like the big city. Like you get to go to Olive Garden there. You get to go to Red Lobster. You get to see, you know, go to the state fair. So that's like a big city. So, and you even know Billings is not that big, 100,000 people. So um, we didn't really get like a ton of big acts. So you kind of, the ones that do come through, you definitely like make a chance to go make a, make a note to go see them. So it's always been like, you know, you've had to put in, if you want to, you know, you found your passion with music and if you wanted to go enjoy bands or you wanted to make something happen, uh, you know, it's always been like a hustle for you. A lot of hard work to to get outside of that small uh, area. Like, let's talk a little bit about like uh, all the work that you put in, like honing your craft and, you know, the hard work building the brand that is now City of the Week. And, and, and when that came um, together for you. Yeah, so I left home um, at 17. I moved to Minneapolis. There's a music school there called McNally Smith. So it's like a contemporary music school. It's like jazz, pop, rock focused. And so I decided to go there and I was like, let's make a band. Let's start touring. Let's do the thing. And I found, honestly, just probably the dumbest people I could to like join me. Whoever was like, you know, crazy and dumb enough to get in a band with me and start something. <laughs> and we just got in the band and we started, not even a band, it was like a SUV. And we just started like touring and like calling venues and being like, hey, like, can we come play there? And we would like have burned CDs that we like did at the school, like really crappy recordings. Uh, we just used like the little school studios and we would like make take paper, like had black and white photos out of the library printer and like folded them on the, the burned CDs and would like give them away at our shows and like spray paint our t-shirts. Like, so like awful and cringe now that I think about it, but it's cool to think of like how far we've come. And now we've like opened for like Ozzy Osbourne and played 
all the major festivals in the Midwest. So, I mean, we're going to incarceration this week even. So it's pretty crazy to like think of like starting from literally nothing to like, you know, feeling like you're, you're doing something in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Being, being acknowledged for all that hard work. What was that like original, like culture shock or, or uh, transition like for you then when you finally, you know, you went from playing in the all girl punk band for, you know, your city and then getting out into the rest of the world and being like, Whoa. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely like a grind. It's definitely like a hustle. Like whenever you have the good shows, like at the beginning, obviously, like when you're starting out, most shows are like, there's like 10 people here and the sound guy, like that's how like all the first few tours went. But then before you know it, it's like you start seeing the same bases and I kind of honed in my marketing skills a little bit and started reaching out to people. And you just, before you know it, it's kind of like, 10 years later now, it's like, oh, we actually have like real numbers on things. Like we've been on the radio, we've hit the charts on that. Like we've hit, our YouTube has millions of plays. Um, you know, we've done the big shows. Like it's, I'm just very like grateful for like any like win that we have just because I, we single-handedly like worked for every single like fan or play or anything we have. It's just like a result of like just insane hard work. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like it. So this was like all like, I mean, DIY. Um, and I mean, it sounds like it's still kind of like you guys are in control of your own destiny. Because uh, I mean, we, you reached out for to me to set this up. Uh-huh. And uh, um, like, when was it that you guys like, felt like you get you know uh that something clicked and now all of a sudden it's like these festival opportunities and these other tours of uh people start like reaching out to you and said okay we see you guys are legit let's bring you in yeah um i mean it's kind of like a slow burn i feel like our first like major festival i want to say was 2015 and then you started getting the big ones like we were one of like hundreds and hundreds of bands that applied for South by So What, and we were one of three that got it. And then Rockfest, I just applied and they took us. And then before we knew, like knew it, then the next year was Northern Invasion and Chicago Open Air that first year, which was like massive, like massively huge, like insane. I still don't know how we ever got all that. And then like we started playing the main stage of Rockfest, main stage of Rock USA with Ozzy, and then it's Rocklahoma. Summerfest, we just played with um, Rise Against last summer. So I just always like try and keep it going. Then this year, incarceration. So it's, I don't know, it's, we always try and like just get something new each year. Like, all right, well, we haven't played this festival. What can we do to like play it this year and find like the mutual contact, like hit them up and be like, what do we got to do? Like, how do we do this? And just honestly hustle and grind and find those, find those people, you know, and like just kind of, do the thing. I don't know. Yeah. It's well, honestly ne- kind of like a surprise when we get stuff. I'm like, you know, <laughs> but I mean the networking and the, the hustle, that's what, I mean, so many, um, don't, they don't even want to leave their hometown. They're just, they, they don't want to break that out of their comfort zone, you know, and you've been doing it and, and it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's starting to pay off. Like, you, you, you've had, you mentioned that some of your songs are like, you know, getting a lot of radio play. I think I read something like, uh, I, I don't remember which track it was, but 13 weeks on Loudwire, um, you guys yeah. had too. Which, which, uh, song was that? 
that was called Sensor This. And yeah, that one charted. I don't know which exact charts. So I think this is like 2016 to 2017. It hit top 20 on some of those charts. Um, and then, you know, Loudwire, it, it was on there so long, had to get retired. Um, and it did well on some other like media outlets. So that was pretty cool to like see that, like see our name, like next to some of our idols' names. And like, that's just always a really good feeling. And would you say like after like uh, when when was the point where like um, and I don't even know if you know um, they you know they if if some of these like uh, uh, PR people or or industry people start taking notice and actually contacting you guys and saying hey we want you on this what was when when did that happen for you guys. Um, well, that was, we had hired like um, some really small PR companies like in the past to do like a premiere for a music video. And then it was 2016, we contacted, we actually worked with New Ocean Media, Doug and Tim over there, Tim Binder, radio guy, and they want, they liked it, they wanted to take it, and they worked really hard and they did a really great job. So, I mean, obviously like every band has a publicist, every band like hires publicity, so um, and that's how you get all the outlets and whatnot. But I still think like in between like those campaigns and those releases, like it's important to still be like reaching out to your contacts, like hustling. Like we don't yeah. have PR that often. Uh, we've only done it a couple of times now. And um, so that's why like, I'm just kind of reaching out to the radio people by myself. And a lot of them still take us. Like if they have that, they recognize us, they know us. Like if you leave a good impression the first time and still and keep in contact, like they're a lot more happy to have you back. So that we kind of just kept rolling with that and, you know yeah and that i mean i mean i i they said i got much respect for uh for that seeing that hustle my you know i i'm a father of two daughters and it's like i try and teach them you know this type of stuff you know like because they're big music fans too and i'm like and they're like dad can you, do you think you can get me connected with this person i'm like look i built these relationships not by just asking and not giving something back you know and, and i'm trying to teach them it's yeah. not like you know, waving a magic wand, there's work. And then, you know, you show respect for those relationships and then they want to help you out. You know, you're, it's like a give and take. Uh, it's not just like, a, Hey, can you put my daughters on, you know, this guest list or something like that. So I love having artists like yourself on too, to talk about like the, Hey, the work, the hustle that goes on behind the scenes to get, you want this gold, you got to work for it. You got to show, um, you know, that it's it's worth uh, their time to get behind you and and support you and everything too um but uh you know so we'll talk about you know that this weekend you guys are playing incarceration festival here in ohio uh the mansfield reformatory have you guys ever been you haven't been on this event before have you nope first time and um like, how did the, this come together for you guys? Yeah, so one of the partners, uh, CB Entertainment, is a, is one of the partners in the festival. And I've done oh, lots Chris, of freelance yeah. work for him. Yeah, you know Chris Bianchi, yeah. So I've done lots of freelance work for him. And I ran his social media and helped him out with projects. And so I just told him, I was like, hey, you know, like, I've been hustling for you. You know, can you, what can, what can we do? And he made it happen. So that's pretty cool. That so is we'll be cool. out there actually. 
Yeah, we'll be out there tomorrow, actually, the day before, just helping him out with whatever he needs because, you know, he helped us out. So I want to make sure that, like, we're still, we're always there for him, too, and his team. He's got a great team. Yeah, he does. And, uh, I mean, I've had him on the show before, too, and got to share, like, you know, his uh, his story. And I remember, you know, I used to do concert promotions in, in the Cleveland area before I transitioned into this this is a lot more fun than trying to handle band schedules and making sure everybody shows up on time and all that that stress but even as a kid when i had uh one of his uh old bands forever and terror do a show for me i mean i just saw the the hustle and the drive and i'm just happy for the success that he's having now and uh that's great that uh he was able to you know pay you guys back it's like we, we were just talking about it's like what can you know it's a give and take relationship, you know, and you can provide something and I could do something to help you out and, you know, and, uh, yeah, he's got a great, great, uh, thing going there. Um, so, uh, you said you're, you guys are going to come in, you're going to work with him and help him out. What day are you guys playing? And do you remember like what time you guys are at on the CB stage? Yeah, so we are Friday night. We're actually after corn. We're on the camp. Like, so it's we're only playing for like the VIP and camping. So we're that. It's, I think it's just called the camping VIP stage, I believe. And but we are doing a public meet and greet. So our meet and greet is available to the entire public, everyone that's incarceration. We're gonna do it with the Take You Home Animal Rescue that's on site, and we're also doing it with Danny Hayes, one of the owners of the festival. So. That's going to be pretty cool and exciting. So, yeah. Yeah, cool. Well, I'm going to definitely jump in line for that meet and greet so I can meet you guys in person. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, awesome. But uh, so uh, anything else you're looking forward to this weekend? I mean, there's a lot of history to the uh, the whole uh, location and everything. The Shawshank Redemption uh, movie film there. And uh, I've done like overnights in the past, like ghost hunts with with friends and stuff like that. So um, what are you guys looking forward to the most this weekend, other than, of course, performing? I want to tour the reformatory. I wanted to do, like, I wish that we could spend the night and do, like, a whole one of those. I saw something on TikTok today. It's like a blood tour or something, like a haunted, scary, I don't know if it's like a the haunted house or whatever in there, but, like, that looks so cool. So I just kind of, I don't really know anything about it. So I kind of want to just, like, learn more and, like, up anything we can <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's definitely uh quite an experience so um and will you guys be staying then the whole weekend no so we're playing friday that friday night and then honestly we'll probably party to like two or three and then we have to go to detroit we're playing the next day in detroit and then we continue like a little tour to get back to arizona so okay it's, it's, i'm kind detroit of isn't too far of a drive for you guys. Yeah, I'm bummed that we can't stay, but I mean, you know, life calls, work calls. <laughs> oh yeah, you got to keep the hustle going. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, so I wanted to ask you too, like, for the the band name, City of the Week. Like, what was the inspiration behind putting that? You know, what's that name mean to you? What would what uh, was the inspiration putting that together as the band name? Yeah. So, like, you know, a city of individuals like it's kind of the whole meaning of like if you're an individual you're weak but together you're strong you know there's a whole group of us hustling like we what can't we do you know oh okay yeah so it's like if we the people come together you know right 
There you are. Absolutely. And I, I read you guys are currently working on your second album. Um, like what can your fans expect uh, from this new album? And like, uh, is there any kind of like underlying theme? Yeah, so we, it's, it's actually going to be completely done the first week of August where we decided to throw in a little Black Sabbath cover on there. And um, it's, I mean, it's kind of political in a way, like obviously United Hate Division is on it. And then we're playing a brand new song that we've never played before from the album at a incarceration, actually. And it's, you know, it's political, but in a way of like, it's not like, I don't know how to say, it's not like taking a side, it's basically saying like, you know, the message of United Hate Division, like, we need to, we're all divided and we actually need to unite, kind of like the main city of the week. We kind of yeah. need to like get our, get our stuff together and stop fighting each other and like move forward and figure out what works because our country is essentially falling apart. And, you know, then putting like War Pigs by Black Sabbath on there too kind of ties it in. And then we have a, a few others that are just totally like typical city of the week, like sassy, in your face, like, you know, that kind of stuff, but like times 10. So I'm really excited for everyone to hear it. It's definitely next level. Hey, baby, this is Double D, also known as Dream Daddy. And I got to tell y'all something about our new sponsorship here at today's Doggo. And the name is Dream Nutrition. So if you're looking to empower your human vitality, well, then you come to the right place. With over 12 years of combined experience in cannabinoids and terpene products, Dream Nutrition products include CBD oils, patches, proteins, and so much more. The endocannabinoid system is believed to have involvement in regulating physiological and cognitive processes, including the immune system, appetite, pain sensation, mood, memory, and in mediating the pharmacological effects of cannabis. Support this veteran-owned and operated company today, and today's Boondoggle fans will receive 10% off their orders when using the promo code BOONDOG10 at checkout. That's B-O-O-N-D-O-G-10 at checkout. So go to the link. That's dreamnutrition.com forward slash discount forward slash boondog10. And remember, dream is not spelled like dream daddy. It's spelled D-R-E-E-M. And start saving today because you deserve to feel your best. And you know that's right. So tell them dream daddy and your friends from today's boondog sent you. Yeah, and then speaking of uh, United Hate Division, I you know I checked out that video and that's I, I really enjoyed it. Um, like it, it, you kind of you kind of touched on it, like the message behind that. But if if you want to go in a little bit more about that particular song uh, of what you're trying to you know tell the audience. Yeah, I mean, essentially, it's just the whole part. The whole point is like we're all like the core says, why are we so divided? We're anything but united, and just. To a, you know, to a country that's messed up, you know, we're, we're not going to go anywhere, we're not going to do anything if we keep fighting, that's why in the video we brought in all the major political characters, put them in fat suits, and just kind of did a lot of their characteristics, so people that we had, had like, playing them, were like, nailed them, 
to a T, like just doing all the things that politicians do and just kind of, I, I like the fact that people were able to actually laugh about it because I didn't want to like get like super political and be like, here's our stance. And I, just, it's like, I feel like when people get political or bands get too political, it's like very like aside, like we're not trying to stand with any politician, we're not trying to stand for any political group. We should be about the people. And we've, every American has completely lost sight of that. And that's why we are where we are today, which is not a good place. So I kind of want to like bring that message back home. That's like, hey, like we all obviously want to live our lives. We all want something that works. So let's figure out what that is because it ain't it. It ain't happening right now. So Yeah, exactly. And I, and that, uh, and I love that. Um, it, it's like any of these these other musicians that are established that are kind of like putting a message out there, um, you know, are like picking a side. And a lot of people don't want to, you know, if you're, you're, you're isolating a whole other, um, you know, fan base basically. And, and it's right. like, we got to look at what, you know, like I remember I, when I attended incarceration last year, it was, uh, you know, it was the first year after being locked down and, um, all the stuff that we went through and there was so much on my social media with friends that I've been music fans with. And I've attended so many shows with family members that we were just so not seeing eye to eye on, on things. And we were like too focused on like what we didn't agree on and not focused on what brought us together. So when I was at incarceration, it was like all bygones were bygones and we were all enjoying music again together. You know, we were all just coming together for what, you know, what helps unite us. And uh, it's definitely like, I think if you're picking a side and isolating one side, you're also playing into the hands of the powers that be because they want us to stay divided. They want all these, I mean, look what's happening with all these hot topic issues, you know, and they keep throwing this stuff out there. What are they dividing us from? What are they, what's really going on behind the scenes? How much are we really getting, you know, screwed you know, the, I, I think what was the line uh, that I really like proud of a system that fucks us, you know, I mean, we're right. We're too busy picking all these, um, you know, these hot topic issues and not looking at what brings us together because if we, the people come together, they won't be able to pull the stuff that they've been pulling on us, you know? Exactly. Yes. And, uh, I really like, I really enjoyed the, uh, like I, I do sometimes get political on, on this podcast. I've had people from all kind of walk, walks of life. We talk about, mm-hmm. I've had, uh, people guests on and we've talked about things that YouTube is censored and taken off and stuff. Right. But, um, you know, it's like, how can we come together and learn from each other if we're not even allowed to talk, you know, if one side's getting shut down, right. Absolutely. Discuss it, you know? Um, oh, absolutely. I, I think it's important to talk about it and and bring up issues because I think that's, like you said, that's how you learn. That's how you, like, obviously, like, people's political ideals are shaped on their experiences and, like, their geography, where they live, their upbringing, their religious ideals. Like, there's so many factors. So it's, like, you want to, like, knowing where other people are coming from helps you understand and learn more about it. Yeah, exactly. And that's what, and then it helps us come to, like, a, you know, we might not always like agree a hundred percent, but at least if we have an understanding, okay, you know, I never saw it from this side before, you know, what can I learn and how can I be more compassionate or empathetic towards your cause, you know, and we can help each other out, you know, and grow. Right. 
Now, um, I've had, you know, a couple people on here. We've done, you know, some conspiracy type, uh, I guess, quote unquote, conspiracy type episodes in the past. Um, am I reading too much into some of the symbology in the video with um, the, uh, I don't know, well, the panda bear heads for one? <laughs> you know, a lot of people saw the panda bears and they were like, oh, it's like a, it's you no know, coronavirus, China, like that thing. And honestly, they were just the cutest animal. Like we Googled animal heads, like, and for Amazon to see, because we just wanted animal heads. We wanted to make it just chaotic. And they were like the cutest ones. Like they actually just looked cool. And so that's why we decided on the panda heads. Like there's, you are not alone. There's so many people who like had all these theories about the panda heads. And it was honestly just because they looked so cute. And then people loved them. And they, so we started bringing them to festivals and shows and people just went nuts. And when we played Rockfest, there were so many people that came like dressed up like pandas or brought the panda heads to the show. And it was so cool. Like, I love seeing that. <laughs> and then, um, I mean, like, I, I, I really encourage like uh, my audience to check, check you guys out and check that video out. I really enjoyed, you know, there's, you had, you, you represented kind of everybody, you know, sumo Trump, you had right. sumo Hillary, sumo Bernie. <laughs> sniffing biden you know and then um <laughs> now it seemed like everybody not was that tiger king at the end yep joe exotic you know it <laughs> all right that, that was the, that seemed to be the one that got the thumbs up where everybody's just like where our country kind of had to like you know we're tired of politics but joe exotic has got our attention you know well, do you remember, like, during that part of uh, the pandemic is when Tiger King came out. It was, like, for, like, that, like, two, three weeks, like, there was nothing political on, like, any of our socials. There was no arguments. It was literally just everyone came together to talk about how insane that show was and how Carol Baskin definitely killed her husband. Like, just, like, like all the all the focus was on Tiger King. And I thought it was just so insane how that was that was the thing that united Americans. And so that's kind of why we had that finish with like, that's, if that's what it takes to unite America, like, so be it, but we got to get united again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I thought, I mean, I think it's kind of funny that, you know, something like, like Tiger King is what unites everybody. I mean, I don't know if it's funny or sad that that's where we are as, as a nation that, uh, right. We need to be, uh, you know, united by uh, something like Tiger King, but it was a very entertaining uh, video. And I really d uh, dug the song and the lyrical content and the message behind it. Definitely highly recommend uh, listeners checking it out. Um, another video that I checked out too was the trust nobody video. And that was, uh, um, I mean, all your videos are very well done, but it seemed like you know, almost a little bit of like a Hollywood movie type thing. You want to care to talk about the making of that? Yes, that one was like my baby. That was a video like I always wanted to make. And the, like, the guys were like, oh, I don't know, like the wedding, like me, like just take, fully take the reins as far as like the imagery. Because um, I wanted to be very like pop star-ish. Like I'm a huge Rihanna fan. And so I really wanted to sort of like take on that, like all the different outfits and the just the entertainment factor and the fancy car and the big machine guns, like you said, the Hollywood factor. And so we, that one took a lot of work. I remember flying to Arizona from Minnesota and just driving for days across like the desert and just driving, trying to find the perfect location. And then we flew out some people to, we ended up filming a Ridgecrest, California, or it's called the Toronto Pinnacles. 
they filmed like Planet Apes there, Star Trek, a lot of car commercials are out there. And so we, it's kind of like in the middle of nowhere. And so we ended up like camping out in Ridgecrest for a while and having to like, even just like getting the prop guns were like such a, in, like a pain because in like Minnesota, I guess you can't even like buy prop guns. Like you can't get them shipped there. It's like illegal. So we had to like ship them to Iowa. Like just, it was like chaotic, but it was the coolest thing I think I've like ever done. I still am like so proud of that video and how it turned out. And I love how like enthusiastic people are about it because it's, to me, it's just like you said, it's like Hollywood. And I just feel like when I watch that, I'm like, I look so cool. Like I will never be this cool in real life, but at least I look cool in this video. <laughs> yeah. It was like big budget, man. Baller. I loved it. I was mm -hmm. like, thought I was getting ready to watch a trailer for the future city of the week movie or something, action film. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, we filmed it ourselves too. Like we do all of the all of the videos ourselves. So it's like us, Cody with the camera. Like I'm doing that when he's in the shots. Like I'm grabbing the camera. Um, we had a an, another camera guy come with us, Ron from the band Nine Electric. I don't know if you remember them, but the singer Ron Underwood. So he helped us with some camera shots, but like editing, coloring, all that's Cody from our band. So it's cool to like make that like you're like hands on. Like we did this ourselves too, you know. No, that is great. Great, man. We got a, a local band uh, here in Cleveland. Well, they're, they're national uh, mushroom head and they're like oh, the yeah. same way, you know, they do the same, everything's hands-on. They do their own videos and editing and everything. Mm -hmm. That's definitely, uh, there's a lot of work behind that, but uh, I guess, well, technology kind of, I don't know how it's still time consuming, but with uh, the apps and technology these days, you can make it, something look like big budget Hollywood, man. It looks great. Yeah. Um, so it's good to have that as a member of the band that with those skills for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, so you guys are going to be playing this uh, incarceration this weekend. Um, you've been out on the road. You're, you're working on the new album. Is there a particular song that you're really excited to play uh, Friday night? from the you know yes. from the lineup that's like a crowd favorite. yeah so well and this is a brand new one so we haven't played it before we played it for the first time last night in Sioux Falls the first night of this tour and it's called stay the fuck away from me and it's such like it's a screams festival and so like I just want to get a mosh pit going it's super heavy it's super in your face the lyrics are just like super like eyebrow raising so you know i just like i like controversy i like tell people to get fucked and i'm really excited to play that one <laughs> i love it man that's awesome um and then uh you know i wanted to ask a little bit like what's the creative process been like for you i mean it sounds like ever since you were a kid you know just like kind of like lyrical content has kind of come to you like the from your head to your hand to the the pen to the paper um what what's been you know what helps with the rest of the process for you yeah so i mean to me it's just about being inspired by every situation i live in life like i'm always living life i'm always working around doing something and just any situation any anything that evokes feeling in me i always just get to work on it right away and i just write it all out write my feelings about it and that way when i actually come to like organize and like write a song we have riffs that it's like i can kind of go back and pull from those moments of just pure emotion and so there's um 
you know, that's how I feel like I get the most raw, like really like bold lyric. Yeah. It's like journaling, you know, like I, I you know, um, it, it, which is, it, which is very therapeutic, you know, to not keep the stuff inside and let exactly what you're feeling about certain things, pr- helping process it by putting the pen to paper, but then, you know, able to utilize it in a way where others are like, wow, I can really connect with that myself, you know, and you're helping me right. see, work through something, you know, I'm always been like a fan of lyrics and how they make me feel and the journey that they, they take me on. And, um, like I said, just kind of get, get jumping. I'm early in the end of the rabbit hole of you guys today, but I'm, I'm already a fan and I want to go deeper, you know, and, and, and learn more. And I'm looking forward to, you know, catching you guys for sure this weekend. Um, Hell yeah. But, uh, you know, I wanted to ask you some of the uh, questions that I normally ask guests when I have them on here. Um, who are your top three musical artists? Anything Craig Owen. So like drugs, Chiodos, bad channels. Rihanna and I don't even know about a third. I listen to so much. I'm trying to think. Musical influences. What have I been listening to right now? Um yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, it's always tough to get to that third one because then you feel like you're leaving somebody out, you know? <laughs> Right, Lincoln Park, maybe. Their all their albums are bombed. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, is Probably, there? Probably, yeah. Um, you know, like a particular song that's inspired you, or that, uh, like you can, you know, it, it's on your playlist. Something that you can constantly go back to to help pick you up and get you through any, you know, the extra motivation you need to get through whatever you're going through at the time. Bitch better have my money by Brianna every time, every <laughs> nice. single time. There's never a moment that I, that song doesn't feel good, you know, <laughs> especially at the end of a, or, a like playing a club and you, and you've got to chase down the promoter, right? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Or that one, or like the classic Stacy's mom, all-star Mr. Brightside, like the feel good anthems, you know, those are always like, those always feel good too. You never, you can never be mad and be listening to like all star. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Think about Shrek and then, you know, all's good. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then what class do you feel should be mandatory before graduating high school today? Um, accounting or business accounting or something with money where you can learn like stocks and taxes and like, life things you need like that's absolutely missing in every curriculum oh yeah definitely and then um three people who've inspired you or you can credit for making you the person you are today wow what a loaded question um that's a lots of big question um i would say i don't want to say because i use them for my musician one but Craig Owen he did our um he produced our pulling teeth album our first pulling and I feel like that was a really huge process and like very reforming as artists so he was a big part of that obviously produced it so I took Craig Owens because that's the reason I'm the artist I am today and 
other people in my life. Ooh. Maybe I'm trying to think of people I even interact with. Um, maybe about, like how about your kindergarten teacher? <laughs> Mrs. Lindquist? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, by the way, I wouldn't be who I am if I didn't write all those books. Um, maybe like my music teacher growing up, I had a piano teacher, Miss Straylo, that was pretty, she was pretty controversial because people were like, oh, she's like mean to the kids. But like, as like, I always really liked her because I worked really hard and like, I listened and like, I'm like, a, like, especially as I get older now, I've been a music teacher for 14 years. And now I'm like, see, people thought she was mean because she didn't let people get away, like kids get away with shit. And so yeah. she would always bring the hammer down. And it's like, I have, as a new teacher myself, I do that too. So I'm like, I know there's kids who say that about me, that I'm too mean. But like, I also like produce some insanely talented students because they listen and they work hard. And like, you want to obviously just want the best for those really, really great students. You want the best for everybody. But like when the kids are really, really working hard and like putting their everything into it, you like really want to see them succeed and you really push them. So I'd probably say Miss Drelo, um, because... I just think she's a bomb person and she was insanely talented and always kind of like pushed me to work harder. That's awesome. And then um, any causes or organizations that you support and encourage others to check out? Organizations? I mean, any animal charity. Well, like I said, we're partnering with Take Me Home for the weekend for incarceration. It's an animal rescue, helping dogs find homes. And we partner with tons of like animal shelters, partner with for clothing, anything where you can help animals, I'm like always down for. So that's not really a specific organization, but I always tell people like support your local shelters, your local charities, like they're the ones that like really could use the help. Awesome. And then um, this one usually takes people back and it's uh, always, I always get some fun answers. So favorite toy as a child my simba my simba i had a little simba stuffed animal i still have him he's disgusting now because i'm 28 years old and i got him when i was like two but i still have him little simba i love the lion king growing up it's one of my favorites does simba go on the road with you No, I mean, he's in, like, a little box of, like, oh, like, my stuff I had as a kid, keepsakes, but, like, he's disgusting, and, like, <laughs> I mean, I think of all the years I, like, slobbered on him and, like, threw him, like, I'm not playing outside and stuff, so, but, no, he's away in a little box, but probably Simba. I, I feel like every picture has, like, as a child has Simba in it. Oh, yeah. And then any message that you have for our military members currently serving overseas? Yeah, um, a message? I mean, thank you. That's insane. I just, I have so much respect for people who can go and, like, fight for our country. Like, that's insane. So, my, a lot of my family is actually military. So, um, I, you know, have heard about the struggles in my family. So, I know that it's a struggle and it's hard on families. So, thank you for doing what you do for Americans. And, you know, hope, yeah. I don't, I guess I don't know what to say. Besides, thank you. I mean, you guys are very courageous and brave and, you know, thank you. No, I appreciate that. You, I, I, um, I'm, I'm retired, uh, 
Navy myself. And, and I remember like, uh, you know, podcasts were kind of still at the, uh, the beginning when I was on my final, my last deployment. And, um, I had some friends back home that had a podcast and it's just like, I get, they're just throwing my headphones and it'd take me away from, you know, where we were at and the current situation. And it kind of brought me back home and made me feel, you know, um, I don't know. It made me feel good and kind of forget about whatever we were dealing with at the time. Obviously I wouldn't do it when we're, you know, have to be active during a mission. It'd be at, you know, coming down at night or whatever. But I, um, so that's kind of part of the inspiration behind me starting this one. I want to give back and always try and give a message to anybody that's in the same spot I was in with the headphones on, just needing an escape, you know? Yeah. And then, um, you know, uh, before we get ready and wrap up, um, if any of the listeners are like new to hearing about you guys for the first time, they want to support you and they're unable to make it to incarceration this weekend, but want to know more about you guys and, and support you, where would you send them? Yeah, I would send them to our YouTube channel just because I love videos and I think they're a huge part of who we are and our identity as a band. So YouTube, City of the Week. Um, we have all the socials, obviously. We also have Spotify, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. I'm kind of starting just to get into TikTok, so I'm pretty active on there these days. So join me on TikTok, and we'll chat with you. And yeah, just say hey, and we'll say hey back. Yeah, it's funny. I was just talking to a buddy of mine a- after uh, jujitsu class last night, and uh, you know, it's like. I was like, man, I don't, you know, I, I'm done with these social medias. I don't want to keep getting it. I, I'll like, I'll never download TikTok or whatever. And then I ended up downloading TikTok because it seems like, you know, I'm trying to build a following for what I'm doing here. And so right. I'm kind of like the old man, like asking my kids, how do I make this cool video with TikTok or whatever to help promote the podcast or whatever? So literally I'm, all I'm, my students, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, Steph, it's been great talking with you. I know you guys got to, you know, get back on the road so we can see you out here. I don't want to keep taking too much of your time, but I appreciate uh, your time. And I look forward to uh, connecting with you guys. I'll be, like I said, I'll be there doing media, whatever media I'm able to do. But I definitely would love the opportunity to meet the band and uh, check you guys out this weekend. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you. And I'm sure we'll link up in incarceration. And yeah. Awesome. And then real uh, quick, before I let you go, one last favor, you mind cutting a promo ID for the show? Absolutely. Just introduce yourself and you're listening to today's boondoggle. Hey guys, it's Steph with an S from City of the Week and you're listening to today's boondoggle. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Steph. Really appreciate awesome. your time. And look forward to connecting this weekend. Thank you. I'll see ya. We are the United Hate Division Where everybody shouts their own opinion Suits up to know when to shut up Proud of a system that sucks You are the United Hate Division In prison for every single bad decision Stop your lockdown, okay Oh!
VFW Story, brought to you by Today's Boondoggle. tell you one of the greatest things they ever pulled. In my room over there in the Gulf, <laughs> there was a guy named Atkins and he had his real fancy camera. Million dollar settled. camera. Yeah, so all the time in the Gulf he's taking pictures of all this stuff, you know, all the, uh, With the military stuff yep, and everything. Yep. So these guys come in my room. He's my roommate, right? <laughs> and they come in the, the room most gay straight guy you can meet. They see the camera. Uh, so down comes the pants, and, you know, we're taking the pictures. Well, it turns out he's sending the film to his wife back in Norfolk to get it developed. So about a year later, I'm walking around in Norfolk, and this guy comes up to me, and he says, Hey, I, you're doing, you know, and everything. He says, Hey. Did you ever see anybody mess with my camera? And I says, no, I didn't see nobody do that. And he says, well, I was sending the pictures home to my wife, and she got them developed, and she was really pissed off. <laughs> it was so funny because yeah, she was we're banned in, from we're in his room. We're looking at this camera, and Ron's like, don't. And we're like, Ron, come on, take a picture. And he's like, no, no, no. He's taking a picture. He's like, no, I can't stop. Well, speaking of that. Thank you for listening to another story time from the VFW Hall. Brought to you by Today's Boondoggle. listening once again to today's boondoggle radio show please be sure to check out our website domaincle.com or today's boondoggle.com for more shows and check out our archives follow us on social media at today's boondoggle on facebook instagram youtube and twitter for more information about this podcast and please support us on www.anchor.fm forward slash today's boondoggle as well as on our GoFundMe and Venmo. Be sure to subscribe, comment, download, and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, and all the other podcast platforms out there. Please email us with any questions, suggestions, and comments via today's boondoggle at gmail.com. Leave us some five-star reviews and help spread the word. Thanks again for listening.
Thank you for tuning into this week's Today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news and information, and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for supporting, sharing, and tuning into Today's Boondoggle.